This is another digital citizen. This is a podcast meant to encourage logic through stupidity and chaos. A podcast meant to incite discussion between friends, enemies, countries, and religions. This is a podcast for us. For the digital world. Welcome, citizen. Ladies and uh, gentlemen, and welcome to this episode of Another Digital Citizen. My name is Fro. With me, I have Luke. Hi, Luke. Hi, Fro. Hi, everybody. Episode two hundred one. Yes, um, that's that. How it goes, as the fox says. As the fox says, yes. Relevant mm-hmm. to today's youth, the fox. Mm-hmm. Because uh, that was a Norwegian thing ten years ago. It was an internet thing. Uh, was it? Yeah, I don't think it was ten years ago, but it was a while ago. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and the news that we are not going to cover in the news segment. Yes, uh, we have some Swedish news, don't we? Uh, yeah, but anything going on this week, Fro? Anything big happened to you this week? Oh, for fuck's sake! Oh, yeah, we should talk about that uh, before uh, we go into it very like deeply. Uh, I have a personality disorder called uh, uh, negative personality disorder, and I also have uh, another personality disorder. And I've gotten, uh, my doctor has told me, whatever you do, Fro, whatever you do, don't go on fucking social media. And after that, I deleted... Uh, Facebook, I promised myself I wouldn't go on Twitter, and then I created the show's Twitter, (laughs) and then I was on Twitter, (laughs) and then I was on Twitter a lot, and then I was on Twitter even more, and then I tweeted over a hundred tweets in over two weeks, and it got totally control of me. Then I got stressed. Then I actually did physically puke all over the fucking house because I was so fucking stressed. My best friend was trying to tell me that I shouldn't go on Twitter. And I told myself, oh, I'm not on Twitter because of me. I'm because of the show, so it's okay. I, I, I knew deep inside that wasn't fucking true, but I still was there. So the day after, I also puked all over the house. I couldn't sleep. And yeah, for me, it's like sniffing cocaine being on Twitter. So guess what? I'm not on Twitter anymore because I can't fucking do it because it's addicting to me. I knew Fro's doctor had uh, 
said for Fro not to be on social media. Uh, Fro created the Twitter, and I said, you're not supposed to be on social media, Fro. Am I the first one to tell you this, or what's going on? Why are you on there? And Fro said, no, it'll be fine. So I was like, okay, whatever. I'm I'm not your dad. I'm not your mom. You know what I mean? Um, but sometimes I really do hate being right, Fro. Uh, and this is one of those times where I felt really bad that I didn't do more to stop you. Um so I'm kind of yes, I'm is. sorry, but at the same time, some you gotta yeah, sometimes you gotta let people make their own mistakes. We are still gonna yeah. have a Twitter. I will be on there. I'm not gonna be on there as much as Fro. He posted a th- over a thousand tweets in two weeks. Um, but I'm I'm gonna be on there. Uh, I'll be able to take messages on there. I'm gonna post the show on there and everything else. Um, so. Uh, it'll kind of be more of a backup to all of our other places like SoundCloud and Facebook. But it will, if you're on Twitter, you can find us on there. Uh, friend us on Twitter, friend us on Facebook, uh, share our podcast on those platforms as well as anywhere else. And, um, yep. and yeah. 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 No, I got sick and I almost killed myself with uh, doing it. So that was very smart of me. Extremely smart of me. And then I but, got onto uh, Twitter, our Twitter, and Fro had... Uh, I, I was trying to kind of sh- sift through everything, and I had been on Twitter uh, a while ago, but um, Twitter's just not fun, even for me. I, I just don't have fun on there. It's not... <laughs> I, I just feel like everything on there is trying to sell you something. Um, but right. as far as being able to post our podcast somewhere different we've been needing to do that for a while especially since the last time facebook went completely down one of the days we were trying Mm -hmm. to post the show now we have a good backup place so everybody go there another interesting thing from last week's show fro you know it was a first last week or a very first time we did any uh, did something on last week's show and you know what it was it was an audio fade we've never used an audio transition in the history of this podcast till last week (laughs) <laughs> yeah we had to use an audio yeah. fade to make the uh, uh what wayne's world uh time travel gimmick work so that was our very first audio fade we've ever used in 200 shows so <laughs> i was like what did we do last week we had this on guests we had to... <laughs> i was like we've done everything yeah it's a first show. for the yeah, show we... speaking of oh go ahead no, uh, no, it's it's cool that it's our first audio fade. What I didn't know about this podcast. I never have had to use an audio fade ever in editing until that, and to but to make that sound <laughs> right, it had to have an audio fade in it. So, um, yeah. speaking of last week's show, or was it two weeks ago? We talked about ASAP Rocky. Yes, two weeks ago. Uh, just now, I think, looking like two hours ago, two and a half hours ago, he was found guilty. Uh, in Sweden. I think we can call this breaking news, can't we? I think this it's, is part of the news, yes. Yeah, I, uh, I, no, I said I think we can call it breaking news. Oh, yeah. I think uh, yeah. Ap- after an hour and a half or two hours, it's definitely still breaking news. <laughs> we don't have a lot yeah. of information yet, uh, like as far as like how long, he, if he's going to be sentenced or anything like that, but we just know he's been found guilty. Um. Uh, I think I think we uh, it says that he was fair jail uh, uh, or 
got time spent on, on the assault. Uh, while while uh, you talk about the next thing, I will read about it in two seconds here. Oh, we don't need to go Suspended. deep into it. It's like uh, it's still an ongoing thing, so it's not really important that we go deep into yeah. it because we're not going to get all the information after two hours. You know what I mean? Like, if bigger things come out, we'll uh, talk about it either at the end of the show or next week. So, sure. Anyway, uh, what we definitely are going to cover is uh, Epstein. Uh, he was found dead in jail and was not on suicide watch. Tell me a little about this. Even more things have come out. This was an article from, uh, what, two days ago? Uh, three yeah. days ago. Uh, and since then, other things have come out that we'll mention. But one of the things, I don't know if you heard this, bro, uh, screaming was heard coming from his cell bef like an, right before it happened. Uh, apparently, the two guards that were there guarding him had been working for on 24-hour shifts for six days. One of the guards wasn't actually technically a guard. He wasn't. He wasn't a. He wasn't a prison guard, and he was being. He was there working as one. Um, and the other one was a brand new prison guard. Uh, but he, disgraced uh, financier Jess, Jeffrey Epstein was found dead on Saturday of apparent apparent suicide in a New York jail cell where he was being held without bail on sex trafficking charges. A source said he was not on suicide watch at the time of his death. I guess he had been on suicide watch up till two days before this happened, Fro. Uh, 24 mm -hmm. hours before this apparent uh, alleged suicide happened, um, a giant trove of documents was released about him in court, uh, connecting a lot of very rich people. Uh, Epstein 66 was found unresponsive in his cell at a special housing unit of the MCC and taken to the hospital where he was pronounced dead. Uh, he was a well-connected money manager and a uh, dog for years by allegations that he sexually abused girls and young women. He was found hanging by his neck, according to a source, uh, who was not authorized to speak on the record. Hmm. Uh, last month, Epstein was found unconscious on the floor of his jail cell with marks on his neck. Officials were investigating that incident as a possible suicide or assault. Mr. Epstein's death raises questions that must be answered, uh, uh, Bill Barr says. So, that's going oh. up, up and uh, above, I guess. Um, investigation so to continue they, into yeah. into this, uh, whether it was a suicide or not. Uh, there's been so many conspiracy theories linked to this. Clinton killed him. Uh, Trump killed him. Uh, I don't know who hasn't killed the Epstein this week. Well, what do you think of this whole thing, Fro? What's your considerate I, thoughts? I am. I have been on on in a, a lot of situations where I've seen people being on suicide watch. Uh, uh, in the Norwegian system. And I can tell you that 48 hours after you have gone out of suicide watch, you still are being looked at in Norwegian systems. So you're supposed to be in America. You're supposed to be in America as well. <laughs> they should right. like what I'm going to understand to be discharged from suicide watch. There should be uh, a 
a dip, like uh, somebody has to come in and evaluate him, sign off on it. Right. And what I'm to understand is his lawyers said that he was uh, should be taken off suicide watch, which I don't know how his lawyers have the ability to take him off suicide watch because it's not like they're a psychologist that can analyze his right. mental state. Um, so that's very confusing. Another thing uh, that we were assuming, at least I was assuming, was going to come out is some type of video. Because if he was on suicide watch, that like you said, they would have been watching yeah. him. Uh, and yep. even 48 hours after suicide watch, they'd still be watching him, or mm -hmm. at least videotaping him. Apparently for 24 hours during this period, that specific camera malfunctioned, bro. Isn't that strange? Hmm. I understand where where all the conspiracy theories comes from. I don't even think it's a conspiracy theory at this point. I don't know. Tell me what you think. I'll I'll tell you what I think first. I think there's ninety percent chance this is not a suicide. I think there's uh, an eight percent chance, seven percent chance it is a suicide, and maybe a three to two percent chance something else happened. I think somebody killed him. I definitely do. Especially when when it come comes out that uh, they heard screaming it, from outside. If you're if you are hanging yourself, you're choking. Yeah, you you're, you scream. can't scream yeah. while you're hanging. That's uh, those two things uh, do not go together. So that's very disconnected. That he would be screaming, or or the suggestion would be he was screaming before he hung himself. Wouldn't he want to not? draw attention to himself if he's trying to secretly kill himself why would he yell out out to people right it doesn't make any sense uh as far as that but, goes but taking that from from that and saying it's bill clinton that killed him is kind of to uh, me i i think if it was anybody it's going to be somebody who we haven't heard of because saying it was bill clinton or donald trump who have already been implicated as people who are friends of his or whatever why would those people? Because that they're already implicated as somebody who would have a reason to do it. Have they would have a motive? So I would think it would be somebody who hasn't been implicated because, or, or thinks they are going to be brought into this uh, if he if he, you know, squeals. Because the thing was here, he could have squealed all, all like all these really. Ri he could have tried uh, to get a plea deal or get like a lighter sentence by giving up all right. of his rich friends, and now he can't because he's dead. So that also gives motive. There's very it, it, there's very specific motive as to a number of people why a number of people would want to kill him, right? I, I don't think it would be people who have already been implicated because that would just be stupid to then be implicated and then go right out and kill the guy, right? That doesn't make sense. Yeah, uh, yeah no. But there, he was connected to so many rich people like he's connected to the royal family right with this prince mm -hmm. and though they could get away with anything they want right so uh, yeah there's just too much coincidence and too much bullshit going on especially with the camera not working and all this it's like no he didn't commit suicide and how did he commit suicide in this jail it would be virtually impossible yeah, I have no, absolutely no clue. It will be interesting to see uh, see what comes out. By the way, I found uh, it says that uh, talking about uh, ASAP Rocky, the court said the assault would have carried a two-month sentence, but because the defendant had no prior convictions uh, over the past five years, 
and had already spent time in custody awaiting their trial. They won't be serving any more time in prison or pay any fine. Okay, helicopter going overhead. Uh, back to the Epstein thing really quick before we move on. Uh, one of the other conspiracy theories you didn't mention, Fro, is that he's not dead. Right. That he uh, escaped, you know, like, his rich people got him out and then just put in a body double or something, or he, he right. never really hanged himself. He, they just said that, and uh, mm -hmm. he moved to some other country or went away and got a, you know... Uh, got his face done, like, and, and so he totally looks like a different person, and he's going to live out his life. I think that is a lot less likely than somebody killed him, but <laughs> still possible when you consider he's connected to the royal family, he's connected to the Republicans, he's connected to the Democrats. There's so many people that would have a reason for either to off this guy or get this guy off, uh, get this guy yeah. out of there so they would not be implicated. So... Like I said, I say there's a 90% chance he didn't kill himself, but my guess is that's going to be the story for the rest of our lives, bro. Probably. Kennedy was shot by... What was his name? Oswald. Oswald, yeah. Mm. I so believe that. <clears throat> uh, talking about uh, sad and strange things... Uh, uh, Norway mosque shooting uh, a tent of terror. Uh, there was a shooting in, at a mosque near Oslo, uh, and it's being treated as an attempt uh, act of terror. Police said Sunday, uh, with the suspect uh, appearing to harbor uh, far-right anti-immigrant views, the subject entered the mosque uh, in the affluent Oslo suburb of Bærum. On Saturday, armed with multiple weapons and opened fire before being overpowered by a 65-year-old who suffered minor injuries. Uh, hours after the attack, uh, the body of a young woman was found uh, in a home in Badum, and the police confirmed that it was the seventh, uh, subject 17-year-old stepsister investigators launched a murder investigation into the death. Oslo acting chief of police, Operation Rune Sjeljord, uh, said that the investigation into the shooting showed uh, that the subject uh, that has not been named, he has been named now, but we're not going to say his fucking name, hold far-right and anti-immigrant views. We are looking... Uh, at it as an attempt of act of terror. Uh, Norway's Prime Minister Orn Arno Solberg called the shooting a direct attack on Norwegian Muslims. So, yeah. So, another uh, uh, far-right shooting or anti-immigration shooting. I mean, this is Nothing new, it's just new for Norway, I guess. Um, yeah, well, not new it's for Norway, this is one. the second biggest one yeah. ever, I believe. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is, I mean, it's terrible, and this one's clearly racially motivated. I don't think that, or I don't think that can really be uh, taken out of the equation in this case in any way whatsoever. Oh. Um, and I'm guessing he's probably been uh, radicalized by. People like Breivik, 
uh, just the idea of it and everything else. Yep. Um, yep. I mean, I don't really have anything else to say about it. It's terrible. Yeah, uh, it's terrible. Uh, talking about something that is not as terrible, but still bad, kind of terrible. Biden gives up. Uh, gaffs. Fuck. Sorry. Let's try that again. <laughs> Biden's gaffs piles up, wearing some supporters. Take me through this. Joe Biden's string of gaffes is raising questions among Democrats uh, about his ability to beat Trump in 2020. He's made headlines three times this this week by misspeaking uh, when talking about students from Majority Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida. Those kids in part, uh, he said, he told reporters actually, those kids in Par Parkland came to see me when I was vice president. The Parkland school attack uh, by a mass sh shooter and many of the students uh, was in 2018, more than a year after Biden's vice presidency ended. Uh, the blunder was followed by another two days later when uh, talking to an audience of Asian and Hispanic voters, he said that poor kids are just as bright and talented as white kids. Ooh. Wow. So is he suggesting that... All poor people are not white? Mm-hmm. Wow, that shit's racist. Um, <laughs> uh, and earlier in the day, uh, Biden also declared in a speech at the Iowa State Fair that we choose science over fiction and we, tr we choose truth over facts. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't even know. That doesn't even mean anything. <laughs> Oh, and this is the shit you want us to, to vote for so we get rid of Trump? Uh, the wrath of gaffes are poking hole in Biden's argument that he is the most electable candidate uh, in the very dem oh. crowded Democratic primary field. Uh, and actually, oh. all this stuff is out of date because today a poll came out, I think by Gravis, that has Bernie Sanders uh, beating Biden. This is the first poll, I think, that has... Him beating Biden, um, but I yeah. think it has a lot to do with these gaffes and probably that um, his debate performance in the last debate as well. I think those all go into him, his polling numbers going down. I know for a fact yeah. that the debate did, and it seems like these gaffes are, are adding to it. So, uh, Luke, what is the Helter Skelter? Well, I mean, I just know it from, like, uh, Manson. Right? Yeah. Isn't that strange? I, I I also said that. The first thing I was thinking of when I read this article was like, Helvis Skelter? Wasn't that what Manson wrote on, on, on the walls of his victims? But yeah, no, it's actually a thing. But w w what is it? Uh, Helter Skelter... Uh... It says here, the Church of England has installed a helter-skelter in Norwich Cathedral after uh, Rochester Cathedral introduced a crazy golf course. Uh, it is rather mm -hmm. reminiscent of Dowager's Duchess acquired a rubber miniskirt in an attempt to appear cool. Uh, so these churches are like making attractions to try to get people into, into the church, Fro, is what it is. Yeah. Uh... What is a helter skelter? Is it in this article anywhere? I, I 
really don't no. know. It's a big giant slide, as far as I can tell. It's, it's a big giant slide, and it looks like uh, a sugar uh, spend uh, cake <laughs> uh, with a slide around it. It looks like a, a, a light light tower uh, with a, a slide around it. That's what it looks like. We see some people in the picture in the slide. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you think this is uh, going to get you to come to to come church? to the church? Uh, I think that's the yeah. idea behind adding like all these things. I, I mean, this is not a new thing. In America, bro, there are church camps, like church summer camps, that I know of, where they spend thousands of dollars on these attractions, like uh, jet skis and uh, like just ridiculous things that are, you know, uh, fun attractions for kids to play on to get these kids to be excited to come to church camp. And then the the other thing is, then you have to go every day and whatever, pray and go to church and this and that. But hey, I get to play. I, there's a water slide. I get to play on the jet skis, you know. Um, it's how they r rope kids into their religion. Uh, hey, talking about people getting killed by assaults, helter uh, skelter and things like that. Uh, police shootings are the leading cause of death for young American men. New research uh, shows uh, uh, the research this month uh, in the proceedings of the National Academy of Science finds that young American men are surprisingly high risk of being killed by a police officer. Among men all races ages 25 to 29, police killings are the sixth leading cause of death, according to a study led by Frank Edwards at the Rutgers University with a total amount of mortal penalty risk of 1.8 deaths per 100 people, 100,000 people. Accidental uh, death, a category that includes uh, automotive accidents and drug overdoses are the biggest cause uh, with 76.6 deaths per 100,000 and followed by suicide. 26.7, other homicides, 22.2, and heart disease, 7%, and cancer, 6.3. So, getting shot by a police officer for men ages 25 to 29, all races, not, we're not just talking about African-American men here, uh, no. it's the next leading cause of death, death right after cancer, is what we're to understand. Right. That's... Mm -hmm. That's a very sad statistic, uh, and should probably be looked more into. It says here, for black men, the risk of being killed by a police officer is 2.5 times higher than that of a white man. Uh, our models predict mm -hmm. that about 1 out of 1,000 black men and boys will be killed by a police officer over the course of a life, uh, over the life course. So it's even yeah. it's increased if you are a person of color, of obviously, but mm -hmm. still in the top it, six. If you're even if you're just some random white guy, right? Uh, that is that. That's not only sad; it's fucking scary. 
I think it also Very. bring it brings it home to everybody where it's like you might have before been able to just say, oh, well, it's just these communities. No, it's not. It's not just those communities. Police are killing everybody. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's talk about some nice things. Uh, in Illinois, they passed this uh, law requiring LBGT history uh, to be taught in schools. That's fantastic. Take me to this. The Illinois governor signed legislation ensuring the state schools teach the role and contributions of LGBTQ uh, people in America. Uh, they signed off on a House bill, which recently passed by the state earlier this year on Friday. The law requires all schools in the state include the role and contributions of lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender people in the history of this country and this state in official textbooks. The state's Board of Education is also required to publish a list of textbooks authorized to purchase under the law annually. Uh, the bill reads, Each public school district and state-recognized non-public school shall subject to the appropriations for that purpose receive a per-pupil grant for the purchase of secular and non-discriminatory textbooks. So that just means Ooh. the state is going to give them money to replace the textbooks they already have. Right. That's good. I mean, that's it's really big because this is Illinois, uh, which yeah. is a, not a very blue state. This is a very red no. uh, Republican state. Um and from the to pass it is pretty cool. I mean, their governor is a Democrat, so uh, maybe Illinois is mo more going left than I realize. More liberal? Yeah. yeah, maybe they're more leaning left than I know, or maybe over the last, whatever, five years or something, uh, they've started to lean more left than they did. Maybe it has to do with Trump. I have no idea. So, you asked me to stay away from another news article, so I know absolutely nothing about it. Oh, I just didn't but, want uh, you to watch the video specifically, but, um, yeah, that's oh, fine. Oh. I haven't read the article either. Okay. The only thing I say, see is Arizona man baffled, amused by green shirt guy status. Let me go a little into this before we, uh, do the video, and then we'll go into the video. Alex, uh... Cack remains mystified Thursday as how he became such an internet sensation when all he did was laugh. Everyone else uh, was doing something far more active than me, honestly. I was just laughing, he told the Associated Press. Uh, you could have watched me do the same thing in a movie theater. So let's go ahead and watch this uh, video and see why everybody thought this was so uh, internet sensational. Yeah, why? Why is uh, uh, the chocolate rain of two thousand and nineteen? Or at least this. Are month. you ready to play right. this? Yeah, I'm ready. Yeah. In three, two, one, play. City does not change or defy immigration laws. Okay, there's some lady with a MAGA hat on. They're in the city council meeting, and she's obvious. Nobody else there seems to be a Trump supporter, and we got a green shirt guy.
now these people are being kicked out by the cops, and Green, <laughs> green Shirt Guy is even laughing harder now that they're being kicked off by the cops. <laughs> there you go, Fro. <laughs> Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm amused. <laughs> oh. uh, the rapid ascent of all... Right. Remain the top Twitter trending topic. Wow. All of Wednesday. The rapid ascent of, to online fame has been surreal for oh, the 28-year-old okay. field organizer. He said, there's no other way to phrase it. Patton Oswald uh, said he loved me twice. Once as green shirt guy and once by my actual name. <laughs> Very cool. <laughs> that is amazing. So, is uh, Trum going to tell the truth about this week? Uh, he's, I believe he's going to just be talking more about the Norway mosque shooting and uh, that white nationalism is on the rise. Last weekend it happened something in Norway. It reminds me of the terrible terror 20, from 2011, 22nd of July. A date who's been burned into the mind of many Norwegians. Yes, a crazy motherfucker killed a lot of kids uh, because he believes in the bullshit of race war. Yeah, and he went after the kids because they are the new generation he thought was brainwashed who's going to make Norway into a Muslim country. It went very wrong. But Norway have still not learned. This weekend a man tried to get into a mosque in Norway. He managed to be stopped by a 75 year old man. But he could have done a lot worse having been lucky because this time people we were lucky. He managed to kill his half sister. Yeah. But again we were very lucky. One life. Last time it was more. Way more. Nobody's taking this bullshit seriously. Nobody. Not in the United States, not in Europe, and anywhere else. The worst thing with nationalism today is Americans encourage it in Europe. Yes, Steve Bannon traveled around Europe to people like Farage, Marie Le Pen, and so on. People who are dangerous if they come to power. White nationalism and Europeans is not a good mix. Americans understood that after 1945. That's why Americans helped Europe build up stable institutions of peace and prosperity. So that's not never going to happen again. Now the right wing in the United States encouraged the same nationalists because they're afraid of a strong European Union. Well, they can go got much worse than they hoped for because white nationalism in Europe can turn into another terrible war and terrible conflict in Europe will not benefit the United States. I think many white nationalists in the United States or conservatives in general should listen to their grandparents. Yes, those people who fought in Europe, on the beaches of Normandy, in France, on the continent, in the fight of Ge against Germany, they saw the terror, what this nationalist bullshit can lead to. They learned a lesson, but the generation of them haven't learned a fucking damn shit. This weekend it went luckily good, but those lonely haters and national white nationalists in Norway are still there, and they're gonna try again. Maybe next time with a bad, better, 
inverse result. I hope not, but it's up to you to take a stand against this white nationalist bullshit before it's too late, because this time we were lucky, next time we aren't. And next time, it's not going to only happen in Norway, but a lot of other places in Europe, including maybe your hometown, wherever it is. This was Tron, where Tron tells the truth. Have a fucking nice day. That was uh, Tron telling the truth. Thank you, Tron. Thank you, Tron. We have an email address. It's another digital citizen at gmail.com. That's another digital citizen at gmail.com. You can send us an email there, or you can uh, direct message us on Twitter, and Luke will read it uh, if you want us to, or just come in contact with us. Uh, we also have a Facebook group. What's the Facebook group called, Luke? All right, another digital citizen on Facebook. You could uh, message us there or post underneath whatever show you want to talk about, and we'll discuss it on the show here. Yeah. Uh, let's do uh, the TV round. Uh, have you watched any TVs this week, uh, people ask us? And I say yes. I have watched a lot of TV this week. Let's begin with Wu Assassin. Because that's a new Netflix show this week. Have you watched Wu Assassins? I did. I thought this was going to have more to do with the Wu-Tang Clan, but it did not have anything to do with the Wu-Tang Clan. (laughs) You were like a little disappointed that it had nothing to do with the Wu-Tang Clan. A little bit, but there is actually a Wu-Tang Clan TV show coming out in like three weeks, so it's fine. Right. Uh, This... It's very mediocre uh, TV show. This is extremely mediocre TV show, according to me at least. I I have nothing clue. I have no clue what Luke thinks about it. I I watched all of it, and uh, it's ten episodes, and it's it it reminds me of a very like it's an action action show with a little science fiction meddled in it. Uh, but the acting is not amazing. The plotline is not amazing. Uh, the only thing that I liked about this was the fighting scenes. So I give this whole show a four. This is a kung fu show. That's what you should probably say, not an action show. I mean, it is an action show, but it's more of like a kung fu movie style show. Um, with kind of mystical kung fu, uh, with this, like, it, it's all, it also has kind of these, uh, yeah, mystical elements, and it, it, uh, what's the, what's the one with the fire benders and the ice benders? Why can't I remember the name of it? it it's kind of, it's right. got the, those uh, elements. Yeah. Sorry. Avatar. Avatar. It's got Avatar elements, but in, a, like, a kung fu movie setting. Is that a good way to put it? Yeah. Sure. Um, I thought the, like you said, the acting was in top notch. The storyline, so far, I've only seen three episodes, but so far, I enjoyed the storyline for what it was. I mean, it is a kung fu movie style storyline, so you have to stick with that. Did they dub over every, this is in English, right? So this isn't Mm -hmm. like dubbed over because it's uh, in Cantonese or in Chinese or in whatever other language. Um, 
Right. But it seems but like it every like line it. has been redone. Yeah. Every single line of the yeah. show. Even the one uh, police officer lady, all of her lines are dubbed over even. Uh, so I, I, It's like they shot yeah. the whole show and then the audio was bad, so they redid every single line of, of dialogue. Um, that I automatically am going to take points off for. I'm going to go a little... Yeah higher than you though fro because i thought the storyline was good i thought the kung fu action as far as like choreography fight choreography really good special effects pretty cool i thought what did you think of the special effects yeah good special effects right yeah. the ice dragon that like grabs him that's pretty badass mm -hmm. um kind of that part kind of reminded me maybe of like uh, old school power rangers or something like that so i gave this a, a five right in the middle like you said average but uh if you really like kung fu movies, you probably like this uh, more than maybe me or Fro. Probably. Uh, then uh, I saw Beverly Hills nine oh two one zero. That's not what it's remake. called, Fro. It's called B H nine oh two one zero. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know why they abbreviated it. I, I don't know either, but uh, I had very much fun with this. This is uh, trashy fun. Um, they made a very fun uh, reference to uh, uh, one girl having a reality show with her husband. That is actually a reality show that she has with her husband that got cancelled for his spelling. Right, okay. Uh uh, but other than that, this is trashy, trash, 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 trash. Uh, but it's fun trash, so I give it a 3.5. Okay, um, I was not going to watch it. Did you watch the original series, or you just seen this? No, I watched the original. I never watched the original. I didn't have that channel when I was that age, so I never, I've never seen yeah, the original uh, 90210. I came, I came home from school, and this was the thing that was on when I came right. home from school. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I saw a show on Sundance. But what, what, what did you think about it? You, personally. What? Beverly Hills. I didn't see it. I said that. <laughs> oh, you didn't. Oh, you, I, 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 uh, I thought you said I wasn't going to see it. Oh, no, no, no. I haven't seen either of them. I was just saying, I've okay. never seen the original, so I had no desire to see this uh, one. So I was assuming you had seen uh, the original, and that's why you watched this one. So yeah, yes. that's what I was saying. Yes. Um, I saw a show on Sundance TV called No One Saw a Thing, uh, The Killing of Ken Rex McElroy. Mm -hmm. Did you see any of this? No, I heard about it. A very good show, documentary show about this town who, uh, this guy was the, he was the bully, the big bad guy, you know, Black Bart of the town, and everybody hated this guy, and he was mean to everybody in the town, uh, he even, like, shot a guy with a shotgun at one point, but the guy lived, um, and he was never charged, so everybody hated this guy, and eventually the guy got shot in the middle of town in front of 60 people, and nobody would tell the cops who did it to this day. And so it's the uh, breaking down of this very interesting case where this whole town kind of said, uh, well, took took the law, vigilante law, into their own hands and then refused to tell the police what happened. Um, there's only two episodes out so far, but it is a continuing series on Sundance. 
I would recommend it. Um, I'm going to give it a 7.5. As far as, like, TV documentaries, it's pretty interesting. It's very standard documentary, so it's not going to go above a 7.5 ever because of the production value. But the content of the actual documentary itself is super interesting, so check it out. Let me guess that you have not seen one of these three shows, Look, Undercover Billionaire. Have you seen the first episode of that? No. So this is just Undercover Millionaire, but they just it's, they have more money? They're going to a town, and uh, uh, he, he's going to a town and trying to fix it this time. Not, uh, uh, and he starts from scratch, and he's going to build himself up to a million-dollar company in 90 days. Oh. Or he has to pay... Nine, uh, $1 million to the town or something. So it's that kind of show, okay? All right. So that's what, that what kind of show? Like, was... like the show exists somewhere else? Yes. <laughs> right. Uh, have you seen Masters of Disasters this week, Luke? Uh, no. I really looked uh, into things this week. Uh, it's... Uh, um, do you remember that show uh, uh, where they were rich because they made uh, the duck calling uh, thing? Yes. Duck Dynasty? Yeah. Okay. It's a mix a mix of Duck Dynasty uh, with uh, people... Uh, the, uh, what was the TV show... Where everybody thinks it's the end of the world. Uh, preppers. Okay. Something preppers. Sure. Do you remember what it's called? Got uh, me. There's about uh, a million prepper okay. shows in America, Fro, so it could be one of 10,000 right. so, shows. <laughs> right. So it's a mix between that uh, and it's horrible, uh, but it's very, very fun. Uh, and the last thing that I'm pretty sure that you did not watch is called S Strange World. Have you seen Strange World for some reason? Uh, no. This is a kind of a traveling uh, documentary show, and he goes visiting uh, yeah, the Strange World uh, around. It's Super boring and super uh, generic. Uh, oh. The first episode is called Zombie Boys. Uh, and I'm not fucking kidding you. And the reason why I take all of those shows all together, look, is because all of them is getting a two. Okay, so it's looking like... You're talking about Strange World from like 2016, I believe? No, 19. Strange World, 2019. Uh, okay, I'm not seeing that anywhere. So, I see one from 1999, mm -hmm. I see one from 2016. Uh, the first episode is called Zombie Boys. Well, the, Alex Hartford investigates strange phenomenon. Yes. Yeah, okay. The, yeah. yeah, 2016. Yeah. So, there you go. It says 19 here. Right, okay. Anyway. Uh, yeah. 
I was confused because there were two shows called that. There was one from 1999 from uh, the UK as well called Strange World. So I was wondering which one it was. Um, right, I guess it's my turn. Uh, I saw yep. what episode one of season two of Lodge 49. Yeah, me too. Uh, I did think this show. I I remember the comedy being very dry and everything. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But this. I, it, there was almost kind of no comedy existent in this episode, at least. I don't know. What did, did you feel the comedy as much as the last season? No. Okay. I, no. I, I didn't. Th- I thought it was maybe just me, or maybe I was in a bad mood. You know what I mean? Um, no. uh-huh. But yeah, it just did not feel as funny as the first season. Um, nope. Maybe they're just trying to build into the new storyline and everything, but. Right. Um, I, I enjoyed the kind of really cool scene at the beginning where he's uh, after after he gets bitten by the shark and he goes into the mm-hmm. world that's like spinning and everything and then you see the same thing in England where the lady is in the guy in in the number one house and you see her spinning mm-hmm. the thing fro that's gonna be the thing that he saw in his dream and everything so it's gonna connect in a really cool way so I'm still gonna watch it but this episode I did not think was as good as the original season so far so I gave it a, a six I gave it five right and Lodge 49 is about a guy who's kind of if the first season was about he's kind of a beach bum but then mm-hmm. after his dad dies and he loses his pool cleaning business and then uh, he finds this lodge, Masonic Lodge, and he starts out that it's just he's got a mentor that is helping him kind of fix his life. But then we find out that there's some very weird, secretive things happening in the background of this lodge. It's pretty good. Uh, I saw the first episode of a game show called Hypnotize Me. Okay. Uh, this is a very, very, very weird. It's a group of four people that are going to try to do mountain, very easy task. But the twist is, they are under hypnosis. So, like, for example, they're going to make a clay figure, but one of them believes that uh, the play, clay they are working with is poo look. Ha ha ha! This is so funny to watch! Oh my god. Okay, <laughs> playing with poo that's sounds whole, great. Yeah, yeah, that's the whole premise. Uh, hypnotize me, I give it to zero. <laughs> I like that, the idea of the whole premise being playing with poo. That's the whole idea. <laughs> um, I, give, I give it to zero, Luke. Wow, that bad. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Where sh- I think there's one show we probably both saw that should be the last yes. one. So I'm yes. gonna go with yes. Glow. Oh, that was the last show that I was thinking of. Oh, there's another oh. show that I thought would be the last one, but okay. L- what? Okay. Oh, I guess I'll do the other one then, and then we'll do Glow, Glow Last? What do you think? Okay. All right, I yes, saw a show called it. The Family on Netflix. I haven't seen it. Holy crap, bro. You need to see the show. <laughs> <laughs> I hope this is available on Netflix in Norway. Uh, check right now. It's called The Family. I'm giving this thing an 8.5, leaning towards a 9. Um, it's a I, I never heard of it, Luke. Lim- we're, that's what I'm saying. Maybe it isn't on Norwegian Netflix, and then you wouldn't have seen it. Uh, 
It is really good. It is about, and it's called The Family. I mean, how we've done two things on this show called The Family, and I saw that and went, huh. It, it's about this secretive Christian organization that took over the U.S. government in real life. It's a documentary based on a book. Okay. Yeah, it is. Okay. It's about a crazy Christian cult that took over, that has taken over the government and currently is in U.S. government. Look at, look, watch the show for next week, Fro. You're going to be blown the f away. Family. Oh, cool. Is it on Norwegian yeah, Netflix? Okay. Yep, yep. Okay. I don't know how this show has not been talked about up and down everywhere, because the stuff that came out in this is like, it blew my mind, and not much blows my mind anymore. Okay, cool. I have absolutely never heard about this show before you talked about it right now. That's funny. Yeah, I just found it last uh, la or yesterday night. Right, so. Cool. I Zombie Season 6 has uh, had its uh, last season. Uh, very uh, okay wrap-up, I will say. I, I like Season 1, 2, and 3. I think Season 4, 5 is pretty bad. I think 6 is better. Uh, I like to wrap-up. Uh, I give... Just season six, uh, sorry, season five, sorry. I give uh, 5.5. I give the whole show all together uh, uh, a six, I think, yeah. Because of the two first seasons were very good. But then season three and four was, nah. I'm already it's anticipating your text tomorrow when I wake up that says, this show is amazing. Oh, my God, the family. Uh, so, <laughs> sorry. Um, yeah. I'm hyping uh, it up too much. Now you're going to think it's terrible. But uh, Glow. Yeah. Is that where we're at? Glow. Yep. I saw five episodes, so I haven't gotten all the way through it yet. I probably will watch the rest of it. Um, this did not feel like the first two seasons to me. It very much... Yeah. Uh, like Lodge 49, but maybe in a more extreme way, where wasn't this show about wrestling, bro? <laughs> I gotta swore in the show was about wrestling, because there was barely any wrestling talk in this episode. Or in these episodes. This is, this is not good. I just think it's not uh, glow. Um, you know what I'm saying? Well, that, like It feels like a whole yeah, different show. What, but that's one of the reasons that makes it not good. Sure. Look right. That it's it's not being itself. It, it, it feels like a totally other TV show. I I watched four episodes, and you know what? Look, I think I'm out. I I don't think I'm going to bother. I'm gonna tr I'm gonna try to get back into it, and if I feel the same way, I'm I'll tell you next week that I stopped as well. But I it just it feels like some. Uh, daytime drama, like soap Damn. opera or something. This is not the glow I remember. There's no, no. like weird, uh, awkward comedy in it. It's all just like sex mm -hmm. storylines about like, oh, she's having sex with this many people and she's having sex with this guy, but that guy wants to have sex with her. And 
this lady's a lesbian all of a sudden, and her lesbian girlfriend uh, doesn't want to have sex. That's that's every storyline is sex, <laughs> right? And like that, that's fine if that's the show you want to be, but that's not what Glow was the first two seasons. This feels like oh. I don't know what the show is. It, somebody got their hands on this show and, and was like, "Oh, we want it to be this now," and I don't like it, so I give it a let's see, what did I give it? A four point four. I'll get a solid four. Yeah, I think I gave it to 3.5. I, it's just very, very, very disappointing. Very disappointing. All right. But Speaking of disappointing uh, or not. Yes. <laughs> or not. Uh, the Loudest Voice, Episode 7. The finale. What is it all about, Luke? Oh, right. Of course, I don't have the thing up. Well, I'll tell you a little bit of what it was about. It was uh, 2016, so the very final episode. Uh, Fox fires Roger after Gretchen Carlson's lawsuit becomes public, but Roger's Roger's plans come to fruition as Donald Trump ends up winning the presidency. (laughs) So, this had a lot to do with uh, the Gretchen Carlson thing more than the Trump thing, I would say. Yes, I completely agree. I mean, we saw clips of the Trump thing kind of in the background on the news, but most of it had to do with kind of the Gretchen Carlson suit, and then it coming, all the other accusers coming out afterwards, uh, where they were talking in Fox, they would, they didn't want to say anything, but then they talked uh, uh, privately to this lawyer and told her everything, um... Yeah, I don't know. This episode was better than most of the episodes, I'd say. What do you think? I think this was an 8 for me. Uh, I really, really liked this episode. Uh, I think the acting was better than usually. I think uh, I think the uh, the thing with the wife was very good. Uh, she's an underrated good actor, and I think also, like, his his assholeness came through more, and I liked that they didn't show his death. Uh, I, I I love that they didn't like show him on the bathroom surrounded by pills or anything like that. Right, we just get a graphic, a, a text graphic right. that says uh, oh, this happened to him, then this happened to him, and then he died on the, fl- on the floor of his bathroom because he hit his head. Right. Which I never knew that's how he died. I, I, I never knew that. Right. But yeah, no, I give this an 8. Uh, this episode? Did, did you? Yeah. Because we're going to do like the whole show overall after we do the episode. Because yes. I, I didn't think yes. this was as good as the last episode, which I gave an 8.5. I thought this was the second best episode from episode 6, which I thought was a better episode. So I'm going to give this a 7. Okay. I will go and give the whole show a 7. I'm going to give the whole show a, uh, a 5.5. Really? Okay. Two good episodes out of eight does not make a good show to me, so. No? Okay. Well, let me think. What uh, I said seven. 6.5, then. 6.5. Yeah, okay. okay. <laughs> I'm allowed to do that. Uh, <laughs> nobody can talk about that against me. So, in the next week, we will not cover any TV shows. 
Because guess what, Luke? What is the next thing we are going to cover? Right, the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance, which is going to be on Netflix, which is coming out all at once, but we're going to cover, I believe it's ten episodes. Um, we're going to cover them one by one over the next bunch of weeks. Mm -hmm. And uh, how much have you seen of the, the, the original Dark Crystal movie? I think I saw it once when I was like 15 or 16 years old and haven't seen it since and was never really a big fan. <laughs> And what do you feel about Labyrinth? I hate Labyrinth. <laughs> so, are you looking forward to this show? And I'm like a huge Henson, Jim Henson fan. I just don't like those specific right. movies. Because I think they're... It's right. not... I just think they're... I don't know. Awkward is maybe a good word for it. Like, it's like... It's, a, it's coming from a perspective where it's like... This is a guy who does kid stuff and he's like, I want to do something dark. And yes, I understand right. that. But... It doesn't feel dark to me. It just feels awkward, like somebody who is a kid's author is doing something dark. I don't know. Uh, we'll see how the show is. With us, we have a Trivial Theater. Hello, TD. Hey, how's it going? Uh, it's uh, going pretty good. How about you? Ah, I can't complain. Gorgeous in this neck of the woods. I hope it's the same there. <laughs> it's always sunny in Norway. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't you seen that show? Oh yeah, <laughs> it's a yeah. Very, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so uh, introduce yourself. What do you do on the YouTube's and on the Twitter? Oh well, uh, kind of a combination of things. On YouTube, I am uh, mainly weird and obscure and kind of straight up bad movie reviews. Mm -hmm. um, uh, on Twitter, I just. I tend to talk a lot of shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Twitter is for. I, oh. um, I, I've seen to understand. Uh, well, I but certainly also, hope so. <laughs> yeah, you also do a lot of trivia. Oh, yeah, very much. So that's kind of the... I wanted to... When I started out, I really wanted to try and build something, and trivia's always kind of been my backbone or my back thing. So I guess I always... Uh, so I just try and post random, random weird shit and... It, it, it adds to engagement. It gets my name out there a little bit more. So it seemed like a good way to kind of start off. Where'd you start out with trivia? Like, at, you know, like bar trivia or, or just uh, something from childhood? Uh, kind of a combination, I guess. Um, I do bar trivia, and for some reason, people think that I'm a good asset to have. I, 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 right, okay. From, I guess going all the way back, I've got kind of a trivial mind. Like, I, I'm one of those folks that just has, like, just weird shit in my head and it's like someone will say something i'll be like oh did you know da 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 and they're like where'd that come from it's like i don't know <laughs> <laughs> somewhere in your brain yeah so, it's kind uh, of... well when you came up with it you're at uh, trivia underscore chick that's uh, at uh, trivia underscore chick uh what made you think of uh, that uh, name, and what made you think of Trivial Theater? Uh, well, so go, I guess going back, um, I had followed some other uh, movie review m movie reviewers on YouTube, and, and it really had been influenced, and it kind of brought back a love of movies that I hadn't had in a long time. Um, mm -hmm. And I guess I was looking at what I could do to try it, and just I didn't know if it was going to work or not, but I was trying to think of what I what I could bring that might be a little bit different. And everybody does some trivia as part of their uh, shtick if they're talking, you know, background of movies. But I kind of wanted to make it as much as possible kind of the focus of things. So I guess I, I went back and forth between a couple of different names and Trivial Theater kind of 
I guess it has a, a, a it has a, a thing to it that's kind of interesting. It what is the term? Um, not an elaboration of it. It doesn't roll off your tongue, but it's kind of a alliteration. Interesting. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Um, so I, I wanted to use something along those lines, and initially I had like fancy spelling on theater, and I think I threw chick at the end of it, and it's just like. I keep it simple, so it just turned right. into trivial theater. Um, as far as the Twitter handle, um, honestly, I tried to go for trivial theater, but it was taken, and so I was just Ooh. it it it, drawed, it drew up a bunch of other kind of random variations, and right. trivia chick was just something that was there, and it's like, well, fuck, let's just go with that. So <laughs> that's perfect. That's kind of how we came up um, the title with this podcast. Actually, we we used a random <laughs> yeah. generator to come up with the title. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, it, it's an intriguing title. I got to tell you, when I when I um, for, we're I'm not I don't even remember how we ran across you on on Twitter, but it was kind of a cool one. It's like that's just like it draws you in because it is an interesting name, and it's that's so cool. It has a mystique what, to it. Yeah. And that's what, why we picked it. So uh, you have a very uh, small independent YouTube channel. How many subscribers are you right now? I uh, just hit 58 today, actually. So that was uh, kind what of a neat thing. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of exciting. Oh. Yeah, and you've only been doing it for four months. So, it, I mean, you, have, it, you haven't been at it that long, it seems like. No, definitely not. Um, and with what I do, just looking at, like, so one of the big, like, kind of the gold standard in bad movie reviews is a channel called Red Letter Media. They've been right, at okay. it for several years, and they just hit a million, which I don't know how much engagement they have or with the community or anything like that. But, I mean, that shows you, it, it took them at least six or seven years to kind of get there. I, I think they go back about that far, maybe a little further. But... I want to say further. I remember them being on YouTube long time ago, yeah. Yeah, but they, you know, I, I think it's such a niche audience. I really had no, I didn't have expectations going into it as to where I was going to end up or how fast mm. I was going to grow. And that was probably better for my, you know, fragile ego. <laughs> <laughs> so what is your goal with your YouTube channel then? Uh, I would I would like to keep a consistent growth. Um, I don't have like, like a mind just because, like I say, I don't. It's it's such a niche thing. It's it's hard to know how fast you're gonna grow. Um, I think according to Social Blade, I'm scheduled to hit like a thousand or um, a hundred subs sometime in like late September or early October. So I guess I don't know. It's it's such a weird. If you can if you can catch a break and catch the right people watching you, you get a shout mm -hmm. out. You know, obviously, yeah, totally. you gain yeah, you gain subs or whatever. But I I don't know. I guess ideally speaking, it'd be fun to hit a thousand just to say hey, I hit a thousand. But you know, I, I, my, I guess I try to keep my expectations under control when it comes to that. It's more about the consistency of what I'm putting out. If my quality ever drops, then that's going to be a sign that I need to reevaluate, I guess. How often do you upload over your YouTube page? Uh, ideally, I try to keep it. I've, I've been doing once a week with something. Um, you know, real life hits and that's not always going to be a possibility, but totally. that's kind of what I aim for, I guess. I mean, I've I've noticed that, especially. I mean, it, podcasting for sure. We've noticed it, but especially on YouTube, regularly uploading seems to be something that, especially at the beginning, people cling to. Because as soon as somebody misses one day, you'll go back to their last video, and all these people will be like, "Why didn't you upload? Why didn't you upload? Why didn't you upload?" People are very <laughs> fickle. It seems like. Oh yeah, definitely so. Um, there's a there's a couple of um like bigger podcasts that I've seen where. 
that that was one of the main things about him. The podcast was superior, and it was done by guys that were like just top of their game. And the second they didn't upload consistently, like they'd have people say, "Well, Jesus, you know, you you're my my Monday morning routine, or you're my Friday night routine, or whatever." And the second they don't do it, people are like, "Hey, what the hell?" So humans really yeah. are creatures of habit. Yeah. Oh, there's no doubt about that. That's a, that's a fact you can definitely take to the bank. I think. <laughs> So, you have kind of big YouTube uh, channels like uh, Cinema Scenes, I Hate Everything. Is that kind of things that you have uh, watched? Uh, that's the, the two first that kind of came in mind when I came over your channel. Um, I, I've been, I have personally been compared to the likes of, um, yeah, kind of like Cinema Scenes, kind of in that realm. Um, I, I try to keep it a little bit more restrained with what I and I, I mean my, my views are purely subjective when it comes to bad movies um, I have some production background but I'm not like an, the end all be all of, of uh, movie knowledge by any stretch but um, it's probably a little closer to IHE than it is to CinemaSins um, mm-hmm. I, I, I took a lot obviously from like Red Letter Media and kind of like Chris Duckman Hilariosity Reviews is also a, a big kind of place that have come from um i don't we're near in the same realm as those by guys by any means love but. love love them uh, also i uh, we watch uh, i watched a lot of collider uh oh, yeah. videos oh, and yeah. also cinema scenes and uh, screen junkies and mm-hmm. all those people oh, do, yeah. you, do you uh, do you see uh, uh kind of uh uh, a gate you want to uh, to go in? Do you do you know what you're going to post in example, two months? Um, not quite that far out. Um, a lot of my stuff, even now, has been very much recommended based. Um, I have a, I've got friends that kind of follow bad movies to some extent, not like not like locally, but um, people that I've met through the likes of. Um, uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000 and things like that that have been good at suggesting things. I have normally three to four out, and before I started the process, I went out to like half price books and I went to thrift stores to try and find like what I thought could be possible bad movies just to even mm-hmm. give inspiration. So, um, so yeah, for now I've got about three, three or four movies out as far as what I'd like to do. Um, whether they work out or not, most of them I haven't seen, or I have seen, but it's been a long time, so you sit down and you go, okay, this movie works or it doesn't work based on the way I do reviews, so. Do you ever do movies Mm -hmm. that just are following specific trends right now? I know there was a movie recently, I think it was called Swiped, that I saw like 10 different YouTubers (laughs) do videos on. Do you ever want to just jump on on the trend of the bad movie that's currently, you know... I, I don't want to say popular, but um, I understand. Yeah, being mocked online currently. Um, yeah, I, I feel like so you have movies like Swiped, you have movies like uh, Cool Cat Saves the Kids. Those are very polarizing movies, especially from direct from producer directors that are very passionate about their particular films, regardless of how crappy they are. And right. um, I've not seen Swiped. I have seen Cool Cat, and uh, there's just. When you get people that are so invested and they don't, they can't take criticism to save their lives, I, I feel like I don't have enough clout behind me to be able to do anything with movies like those. Right, and okay. <laughs> I don't necessarily think I can add anything to those conversations because they've been hit over so much. Right, that, um, that's a good point, yeah. Even movies like, I've had people say, hey, do The Room, do Manos, Hands of Fate, which are, with our, with, which are both 
well-known, just just god-awful movies that of are course. fun yeah. to make fun of. Oh, yeah. And I guess I've tried to, and I suppose to my detriment, I've tried it. If I go after, if I've gone after things like that, so say there's there's one called Birdemic by a guy called um, James Nguyen. Oh, yeah. Really well-known bad movie. Um, I yes. actually chose to do one of his called Replica because it wasn't, and actually it is worse than Birdemic, but... Um, it's it's a little less known, but it's from the same director. So ideally speaking, someone will look up James Nguyen and find, hey, this is another movie by him. But I, I feel like there's so many movies that are done so well by other people. I don't necessarily feel like I want to go after those specifically um, or those specific mm. movies. So I, I hope that answers your question. <laughs> right. You want to stay in your own lane kind of, which is important on YouTube. People will call you out, I think. I've heard people get called out for copying ideas, uh like what's that guy who copied Mr. Beast online? Uh, Morgs, I think oh, it was um, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's yes. atrocious for that shit. He's uh, mm-hmm. yeah, incredibly. Yeah. There, there's oof. Um, and I think th- there's only you know you look at the room. There's only so many times you can say, "Oh my God, can you believe this frigging awful sex scene?" It goes right. on for so long. <laughs> it's and stupid and fucking hell. What were they yeah. thinking? Oh, no, but yeah. Um, yeah, so... I think I already have a suggestion for you, uh, but I'm not going to say it because it's something I watched this week, but I'll tell you after we finish the interview. <laughs> that would be great. Like I say, I'm always up for uh, for suggestions, and I, I try to do shout-outs for people, like, so if something's suggested, I'll always be like, hey, this person suggested this, so if nothing else to that person, it's something, and it's, it's so nice, because I can look at bad movies and say, oh, hey, I've heard of this one, I've heard of that one, but everyone's experience with what makes a bad movie is so unique, it's nice to have those outside things. I've even gotten suggestions from like family that you know watch me because oh my gosh, you have a YouTube channel and right. they'd be like, "Oh, I watched this movie from when I was a kid and it's like movies like Ice Pirates, uh, which is one I did and it was such a hilariously weird sci-fi movie from the 80s. It was it was great. It was actually one of my favorite reviews. So I, I think I think we have a suggestion, uh, both of us. Uh, uh, she 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 do the Nigerian movie, but she shouldn't because then she will be hacked. That's true. Uh, we uh, reviewed yeah, a, mov- a Nigerian movie on this podcast, and then Fro got his <laughs> Facebook hacked by the director. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, I know. Um, uh-huh. And uh, IHE, uh, I Hate Everything, did one. Um, it was called Who Killed Captain Alex? And I know that I don't I don't think he got hacked from that one. He has gotten on other things. But uh, if you ever want a good movie to review that's in that same vein, um, it might be a way to look. We had one. It was called Vultures of Horror. It's, it's a Nigerian Christian propaganda movie. Interesting. It's, atro- <laughs> it's atrocious. But I want to I want to ask uh, um, you a little about the trivia stuff as well because you give a lot of interesting trivia online. Uh, for uh, what is the most uh, overused trivia that isn't true? Is it oh. Luke? Luke, I killed your father, or is Luke? Luke, I'm your father. Sorry, or is it played against Sam? Um, probably just given the generational thing, probably the the Luke I am your father one. I mean, there's all kinds of them. You've got ones like, uh, um, from Silence of the Lambs. Small things like, you know, we always think people like uh, Hannibal Lecter said hello, Clarice, when actually he says good evening. You know, there's little little tiny mm-hmm. differences. But I think from a cultural perspective, especially nowadays, 
um, anything start like the the Luke I am your father one is probably going to be more well known than Casablanca just because of just because of the uh, uh, generational thing. Of course, um, yeah. But, um, How much of the the, other... those misrememberings have to do with like parody? Like when people see a parody oh, enough of Star Wars and then they get Luke I am your father from the parody stuck in their head, not from the original movie. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's huge. I mean, anything in that realm or you know, it, it becomes such it becomes so ingrained that it just. You know, it's like it's like you guys talked about the Mandela effect, and not quite to the extent mm-hmm. of you know Nelson Mandela's death being different, but you know you still get that. You know, it becomes. You know, uh, there's other things too, like The Shining. You look at that movie and all the conspiracy theories surrounding um, what Kubrick meant, and and oh, he meant this, and oh, he put this in there because of right. that, or you know, it, it kind of thing. It just falls. You get enough people that repeat that. You know, even things, even historical things like, you know, Washington chopping, or uh, was it Washington that chopped down the cherry tree? Yeah. I can never remember. I can tell a lie. You know, things like that, they become more myth than truth, and that just becomes what we consider to be truth. And even when it's proven not, it still sticks around because it's easier. Like Marilyn Manson's ribs, which oh, is 100%. still somehow a, uh, a, a something in middle schools that kids talk about, which is really weird. Oh yeah, that is a strange well, thing. <laughs> or, or, or the uh, woman from Goldeneye dying from uh, uh, being strangled to death by having gold paint all over her body. Oh yeah, oh, not right, being yeah. able to breathe. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and couldn't breathe. The Hanging it's Man so- in Wizard of Oz. I'm, I'm still wondering yes. if that one's true or not. I really don't know. <laughs> to my knowledge, no. I, I did some research beforehand to make sure I had my trivia on point. And, uh, yeah, that one, to what I've seen in a couple of different places, is not true. I would imagine um, not, yeah. Yeah, so I, I yeah. There, there's, yeah, there, there's so much just, again, you know, the things pass on quicker than people have the time to look them up or to think about them. So it's crazy the way that works. Um, it's a game what, of telephone, what? really. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to ask you for your favorite movie because that's like you're picking your children. But uh, <laughs> what is your? Fa- <laughs> it is for me. I know how hard it is. But uh, uh, but, uh, but what, what's your what's your favorite movie trivia? That's a good oh question. gosh, that is a very good question. Um, as dumb as it sounds, I I, I guess to some extent trivia is kind of like my kids too. Um, the, the stuff, generally speaking, the stuff I enjoy the most is just like the little decisions that are made or sometimes big decisions, like that one decision that's made that changes the fate of an entire movie, like, um, where a budget is cut. And so this movie that was originally going to be massive or could have been crazy huge is turned into this like little, like shitty movie or, um, even dumb shit, like, uh, the number of times the, uh, like fuck is used in a movie or, um, like the the practical effects that are used to make things happen, like uh, in Psycho, they used chocolate syrup for the blo- for the uh, shower scene, like right, they right. Uh, just stuff like that. That you look at it and go, that makes sense, but it's not something I ever would have thought of. I guess if that makes any sense. Um, what movie has the most trivia about it? Oh gosh, I think the. Bigger, generally speaking, I think the bigger the movie, the more trivia it has, just because there's so many more facets that it mm. that it's affected. I mean, something like Titanic is going to have 
a crazy ton more than a little independent movie is going to have just because of the you've got the range of personalities and you've got the range of decisions made and the effects and every aspect of that i think and people probably... sleuthing into it i think more people sleuthing into oh, a bigger yeah. movie yeah uh, very much so. The first thing that came to mind for me as far as movie trivia, and I think I learned this when I was very young, is the Ben-Hur death, which I think everybody knows about, but is very classic trivia. Uh, is that true? Not. To, I'm not actually familiar with that one. I'm not sure what that says. <laughs> the chariot race in Ben-Hur. Where someone died? Somebody died, and it's actually still in the movie. I would not be surprised. Um, well, actually, given the time, given it was, I think, the 50s that that one came out, 50s or 60s, uh, right. I, given the time, I would say probably not. I do know um, one of the other things that I ran across in my research was um, Brandon Lee from The Crow. Like, there's supposed mm-hmm. to be a shot in, in the movie where he was gunned down because there was uh, the whole, um, they thought it was a fake bullet and they shot him, but it turned right. out to be live ammo and stuff. Um Everything I've found that's that's more urban legend than it is anything else, and I would I would imagine just given the time, that one's probably not true. But right, y- you never know. I mean, Hollywood is such a strange place sometimes that. Um, <laughs> I looked it up I, before I, this, and it, Snopes said it wasn't true. But my whole life, I've thought it was true until this week, and so I wanted to ask you. Yeah. <laughs> to my knowledge, something like that, just from a very from a very general perspective, I would say probably not, just given the era and stuff. But again. Uh, you know, you look at how like um, Jane Mansfield died where her head got cut off. I mean, there's so much, there's so many weird like, oh my god, how is this true? But it's still true, kind of a things. It's it's mm. it's incredibly possible. You know, you get some kind of crazy asshole back then, and he's like, ah, you know, screw this. I mean, you look at like the the um oh, the the front of the uh, Little Mermaid uh, box or the right. the tape. And you have like the the penis, the penis in the background of the hosp or the the castle or um the word was it sex was supposed to come up when Simba laid down next to Nala. I mean, there's all those little things that, yes, you can see it, but no, you can't kind of a thing, I guess. Um, or, oh, I know someone, I know, I know someone who knew someone that saw that and, you know. Oh, the Little Mermaid one? Oh, I had the Little Mermaid cover when I was a kid. That was definitely there. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> uh, and the, also in the Little Mermaid, there was a scene... Uh, the marriage scene right at the end. Oh yeah! And the priest the, the, has the, a huge uh, boner. Yeah. <laughs> you want to know the history behind, or the the story behind that one is, um, according to the the guy that did the animation or somebody associated with it, it was actually supposed to be supposed to be super short, so that was supposed to quote unquote be his knee coming up, not not his not his not his dick. So take that how you will. <laughs> right. Okay. They is it, is it true they did buy yeah, back the the covers for that movie, though. To my knowledge, yes. Okay, that's yeah. what I had heard. Um, how many people would actually allow that? Who knows? People get. I have a question. Free. I have a question about Absolutely. the car yeah. in Titanic because I've heard so many things about the car in Titanic. One that it uh, it 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 couldn't be on the voyage because of uh, the year model. Uh, two that uh, the glass they used in the car wasn't uh, uh, the right model. What what is true about the car scene in Titanic? You know, I don't know. I'm just looking it up now to kind of see what comes up. Uh, you know, because there's a lot of things like that where like a year will they 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 um even though it could be based on a true story, 
there's a lot of things that are put in just because it looks cool or because like oh the cars from that era were stupid with the exception of this like one car that came out three years later. Ah, um, right. So uh, I've never actually heard an interview about the uh, about the car, but um, I mean it's being as 1912 or 1912 or 1914. I'm not seeing anything on it. Um, again, I I guess what I would come down to with that is probably there's a lot of that stuff and, and it'd be someone with a practice eye that would be able to say, well, this isn't actually in there. You know, you've got this car didn't come out for another three years or whatever, but, um, what is the biggest movie mistake, you know, of them? um, the one that I noticed, well, you've got, um, uh, let's see. So in, um, I think it's the two towers. So Lord of the Rings, two towers, uh, Gandalf. So it's a shot where they're at the, um, I can't think of the horse rider's name. So the riders of Rohan, Rohan. Sure. Um, they walk into, so you see for a shot from behind of this big kind of, I guess their, their main lodge thing. And you see like Gandalf and Aragon and somebody else walking in and it's a shot from behind and uh, Gandalf has tennis shoes on. <laughs> as compared to his proper shoes. Um, <laughs> That's, that's pretty funny. Yeah, isn't that awesome? <laughs> There's a famous one. Awesome. Um, oh god, I think it's in the original Star Wars where you have a whole bunch of stormtroopers walking along, and uh, the one actually hits his head as he's going through like kind of the door because he can't see. Right. And that is yes. left in the film. Um, I've seen what that else? Many, many, many times. Uh, the biggest one I, I know of. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, I, I was thinking of Ben Hur, where you clearly can see an airplane in the background. <laughs> that happens in Lord of the Rings too, right? Where, the, well, not a plane, but a car uh, or a truck yeah. drives in the background on a road right. behind them. Yeah. 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 And then there's always the the tire tracks or the 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 um, vehicle tracks too, in a lot of those shots as well. Um, the other one I know of that I don't I don't know how well it's known, but it's on a pretty big movie. Um, the X-Men The Last Stand, uh, Wolverine is going to attack a guy that can um, do these like bone like spear things out of his wrists. And you see him get hit about four or five times on his on his uh, tank top. And then you get a close-up shot of him and there's no more like his tank top and intact. There's no blood, <laughs> kind of, no stick thing sticking out. It's kind of funny. So. <laughs> That's a good one. So what's the best movie you've seen this year? Oh, um, so I guess as of this year, I mean, um, Into the or Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse was obviously really cool. Um, Hereditary was just amazing. Uh, Tony Collette in that is just, and I think that was maybe more last year than it was this year, but I'm I'm kind of late in catching up. Um, no. I the, I just came I just came from the movies the other day and watched his second movie, Midsummer. Oh, what do you think? Uh, 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 it was very different than Hereditary, uh, I will tell you that. Okay. <laughs> we, we saw reviews I, of it, and the reviews got mixed reviews. We'll say that. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I had it's one on my docket. I haven't haven't gotten that far yet. It's been it's real extremely life. slow. It's really, <laughs> really slow. So kind of the opposite of Hereditary. Well, I guess Hereditary is kind of a slow burn movie, too. Bless you. Bless you. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Oops. Okay. Um, okay. Um, I want you to tell everybody where they can find you. Oh, absolutely. Um, I'm 
I, I would give you a proper uh, YouTube extension or YouTube thing, but uh, I'm not big enough to be able to have my own kind of customizable one yet. Uh, so if you search Trivial Theater on YouTube, um, I'll come up. My logo is kind of a marquee with the word Trivial Theater in it. Um, on Twitter, I'm at Trivia underscore Chick, and Chick doesn't have a K at the end, so it's just it's more chic than Chick, but we're calling it Chick. So You can find her through our Twitter if that's easier. She's uh, follows us on Twitter if you want to find her there. Yes, I do. Uh, we always like Thanks to end awesome. our interviews with some kind of weird, related uh, kind of conspiracy theory. So I wanted to bring Absolutely. up something called predictive programming. Have you ever heard this? Oh, God, that's that shit is hilarious. <laughs> uh, the claim that conspirators plan a false flag operation and they hide references in popular media before atrocities take place, and then when the event occurs, the pu- public has softened up therefore passively accepts uh, and offers no resistance or opposition. Uh, do you think this is happening in movies? Uh, do you think governmental agencies would pl- plan, you know, maybe not, m- maybe just put things in movies to kind of make people feel better about maybe the military or something like that? Just real quick as a side thing, I apologize, because when you said predictive text, I thought you meant like where they feed a bot like all kinds of different scripts and they and they come up with like some random like hodgepodge of how a show or a movie would be played out. I apologize. Oh. Um, in, t- in terms of in terms of um, what is it? Predictive programming. Predictive programming. Um, I could see bits of that. Um, the one thing I have noticed or I have seen is. The way movie trends seem to go from from a dis, you know from looking back on them. So if you look at movies of the say the Nixon era, you're gonna have a very there's a, there's a certain set of movies that seem to play into kind of the the feelings of people of the era. You know if you're right. talking you know like World War II, things were very pre patriotic in the 70s and or, you know late 60s early 70s, things were incredibly like um, kind of you know like you're fearful of government and all that kind of stuff. You know, in the eighties, it was, you know, a different thing. And, you know, when Bush was in there, it was a different thing. When Obama was in there, it was a different thing. Um, I could see, I, I think there's definite, um, there's definite possibilities for that. I mean, you look at the, the movies of the forties and there was very much a slant towards positivity, towards the, you know, towards the military and towards like, you know, yay us and stuff. I mean, you, they got more press. They got more. They seem to get be more supported. And right, you no, know, one definitely influences the other. I guess. Watch any John um, Wayne movie is a good example, probably. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, yeah, I, I think there definitely. I think there's things that play into that. I mean, even. You know, on the stuff that ran, like the the newsreels that ran before movies, there was a, hey, look at the, you know, Elvis is, um, you know, in the military, or, you know, hey, this person believes you should buy war bonds, whatever it might be. I I think there's definite, there's definite um, influences. I don't know, outrightly, you know, putting stuff in to kind of get you into that place beforehand, you know, I... I'm sure that there are people that do that, but I don't know if it's, you know, run by, say, a government thing or if it's just that person saying, hey, I'm very pro this or anti that. I'm, I'm that seeing an stuff. example here. Uh, uh, films like The Hunger Games could be taken as foreshadowing of such a government in the future or uh, other oh, could, things like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I could see that. I mean, it definitely and I think that kind of matches the way that I mean, you you talk to anyone under the age of, you know, 30, you know, like late millennials, early Gen Z's. You know, you do get that sense that it's more of a dystopian future. I mean, the books kind of pre, you know, kind of bring that on too. So, um, the fact that they're popular, I think, does reflect a lot of the way people feel. 
I would hate myself if I didn't ask you this. What do you think about the hunt situation? Uh, I, okay, so my, my views have definitely, I'm not going to say they've changed, but they've definitely become a little bit more open since I've been on YouTube because you do fight a lot of censorship there as far as, you know, what is, you know, the questions of fair use and things of that nature. And I think right. from that perspective, especially the fact that, you know, I wouldn't be able to do movie reviews if I didn't have access to the, the video and stuff. Um, the fact that they're looking at this and the way that they're looking at it, I, I think that it's a, it's a, it's a knee jerk reaction, honestly. Um, I yeah. mean, like someone had brought up and it was a really good point. Um, and I don't remember how far after nine 11 V for Vendetta came out, but it was kind of in that same realm of, okay, you didn't have a problem with V for Vendetta, you know, however, however long it came out after, um, 9-11 but you're kind of having issues with the hunt now I don't I don't know I guess there's always going to be an audience I mean you look at um, the interview uh, the movie about um, yeah. right, Seth yeah. Rogen going to going to North or to North uh, Korea or you know doing the interview with North Korea I mean I I think you have to have it out there I don't think it's right to not let it be out there you know, they, I kind of felt that that was all a publicity stunt to begin with to make the movie oh, yeah. make money, kind of in that in that oh, yeah. one specifically. Yeah. Well, and I think you could say that about a lot of. I mean, and I guess you can look at a lot of movies that are kind of doing that now. I mean, all of the dust up over Brie Larson. I mean, how many you know how many people took issue with you know her playing Captain Marvel? Really, you know how how did it <laughs> oh, yeah, get yeah. so blown out of proportion that she was playing a Marvel superhero? In the end of the day, the movie is is. You know, it's very good. It's not. It's not the best. It's not the worst. It's very. It. it you know, falls to that. You know, middle. That middle area of most Marvel movies. I think um, that they, had a lot to do with her political leanings outside of the movie and what oh, in, in interviews and things like that more than the movie itself. Yeah. Oh, agreed. But that's the thing with any of these. I mean, same thing for um, Ghostbusters. For whatever that movie was, and and personally, I thought it was. You know, again, middle of the road movie. You know, not not awesome. Not, you know, wasn't particularly amazing, but people got so worked up over it. But but it it was such a weird thing to get. I guess it, I don't know. I I can see where people come from with the nostalgia thing, but it's just like okay, you don't like the movie, you you know, you don't you know, don't encourage people to see it. You know, stay away from it. Um, I don't know. I guess the the idea is that I don't know. Again, it's a middle of the road movie. If it didn't have all that crazy stuff built up around it it would have been okay the movie comes and goes you know if it didn't have the ghostbuster name attached to it it would have been a movie that would be in and out of theaters in probably three weeks you know, right. no one would have paid attention so exactly. again yeah the propaganda of it the 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 hype around it i mean even star wars you know you get the hype around it and that either makes people go batshit crazy for loving it or batshit crazy for hating it when most of the time they fall very middle of the road so yes uh like to uh, talk to trivial theater about universal cancelled the hunt release this is from variety universal picture has uh, cancelled the release of this upcoming thriller the hunt uh the film was previously hit uh the theaters uh september 27 while universal pictures already paused the marketing campaign for the hunt after thoughtful consideration, the studios uh, this decided to cancel our plans to release the movie. A spokesman for Universal said in a statement, We stand uh, by our filmmakers. Well, not that fucking close, I guess. And we'll continue to 
distribute uh, films in partnership with uh, bold and visionary creators like those associated with this satirical social trailer that we now, uh, but we understand that now is not the right time to release uh, the film. Um, the, the insiders tell uh, Variety that the studio came in decision along with the Hunt filmmakers. Uh, so, yeah, this uh, was cancelled because of the attacks in El Paso. I think that's too fucking bad. Uh, I will tell you why. I saw the trailer for the first time this week, and it looks like the Purge clone, uh, a Purge clone, just like uh, the opposite way, where not the rich is playing with with the poor, but the the poor is doing uh, uprising to the rich. So it looks like a very interesting like storyline for me personally. Okay. So. I'm a little disappointed, uh, and I think it's too bad that they cancel movies like, like we talked. Oh no, that's not that's not what's happening here, bro. They're not canceling. They're not canceling it. They're canceling the release. Yeah. Oh yeah, the release, but not the film. It says uh, it says right here. We understand that this is not the right time to release the film. Meaning it's going to come out. It's never just not right now. Right. No. No. No, it's never coming out. Never. I, I, they don't spend millions of dollars on it and then just throw that millions of dollars in the trash. They're going to release it at some point. Okay. I will bet you uh, $10 it doesn't come out in 2019. How about that? Oh, I didn't say 2019. I just said it's going to come out at some point. Mm, I doubt that very, very, very much. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Have uh, you watched any movies? Because I've been to the cinema two times this fucking week. Oh, I was going to mention about the uh, the hunt. We box office mojo is like the most accurate place to find movies and everything. They still have it as coming out on September twenty seventh for some reason. <laughs> yeah, that. no, I don't know why. Uh, mm, whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, let's see. Actually, why don't you start movies? Because I've only got two, so. Okay, I've been to the movies twice this week. Uh, I was Monday all alone uh, because uh, the person I was going to see Modern Midsummer with had actually seen it uh, before, so oh, okay. he didn't want to see it again. That's perfectly fine because this is a two and a half hours of torture. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, is that telling I, of the movie that he didn't want to go see it yeah. again? Yes, it is. Um I think I have patience when it comes to uh, long out drawn things. Sure. I mean, one of one of my favorite shows this this year is uh, is still the fucking show you you hated. Uh, 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 that's thirteen hours uh, to old uh, to die young, uh, but this is so slow. This is too slow. Uh, I I enjoyed it enough to re- recommend it for people that like that kind of horror movies. If you liked Hereditary, 
Uh, I know some people didn't, like Luke didn't uh, love it as much as I did, uh, especially the ending. I think this is more um, uh, forward. It's more, more, it's more uh, telling uh, because uh, it's it's a more simple movie to say it that way. Uh, but I give this movie a six out of ten. Okay, I saw a movie this week. It was from February of this year. It's called Trading Paint, which I think you've seen from. Mm-hmm. And we talked to Trivial Theater about. After we but got... Me- yeah. yeah, yeah, but you mentioned that, that you saw a movie. Right, but it wasn't on the podcast. Uh, and this has, what, John Travolta and Shania Twain, the country singer from, like, the 90s in it, <laughs> who I didn't even know was still around. But, uh, I mean, uh, actually, to be honest, I didn't know she was an actress, and she's not that bad of an actress for just being some random country singer, no. to be honest. No. Oh, it's also got Michael Madsen in it, uh, mm-hmm. who plays kind of the bad guy in the in the movie. Uh, this is terrible. It's one of the worst oh. movies of the year, for sure. I mean, it's up there. Not the worst movie I've seen this year yet, but it. speaking of boring films, this thing is drawn out like nobody's business. There's these scenes mm-hmm. that go nowhere and mean nothing, like that are 10-minute scenes of him like talking with his son about something, and it doesn't have anything to do with the rest of the movie. And then there, uh, this is a movie about, what is it called? NASCAR Dirt Track or something? <laughs> so that's like that. right there how niche of an audience is that for i want to go see a movie about dirt track racing like that's such a niche audience <laughs> to begin with right there and john travolta has this terrible accent the whole time during it and one of the really bad things is while they're doing the the actual racing in the movie because there's a few different times they do racing and then they go out and it's kind of about the racers themselves but they have these commentators that are commentating during the racing, and it sounds like something from, like, a Nintendo 64 v- uh, wrestling video game announcers. They're, like, so stilted and broken. It's it's hilarious. Uh, I gave this movie a 3.5. So yesterday I went to the movies again with my movie friend, and I saw Hobson Shaw. <laughs> because he really wanted to see Hobson Shaw. It sure was a movie that was filled with a lot of action, Luke. I will give it that. It's a movie with a lot of action. And there's a lot of action in it, Luke. I don't know if I've got that. Is it an action uh, movie? Uh, it has some cars in it. Um, I will give it a four. Because the this, this storyline is amazingly stupid. But I, I turned, I turned my brain off. I left it on by the counter, so I could pick it up when I was done with the movie. But uh, yeah, no, this is a silly blockbuster summer movie, and it's shit. Uh, so yeah, a four. But uh, that's all only because it was very, very entertaining without uh, having any merit behind it. Okay. Uh, I yeah. S- I saw a documentary this week uh, called The Pursuit. Yeah. Uh, have you seen this? Nope. Uh, it's about this guy 
who was like a musician who became an economist. Uh, and it's actually, believe it or not, Fro, an anti-socialism, pro-capitalism documentary. Ooh! So, I, it was basically, you know, the opposing view of a lot of what we believe. I wouldn't say, you know, everything, mm -hmm. but this guy was very staunch, what, uh, conservative kind of, in the sense of he was a Catholic who believed in free market economy and all this. Um, it's a very, it's a documentary, documentary, very standard. He travels around the world talking to people about their economic situations in like India. And then he goes to Denmark is his example of a Scandinavian country. Uh, and, but then at the end he points out that Scandinavia is also racist, fro. Uh, and yeah, it's very one-sided. He has a lot of graphs and charts that aren't backed up by any... Like, usually if you put up a graph, you're going to put the source of where that information came from. He never cites any of the information he, or, like, percentages or anything. So there's no source material to go off of. So And a lot of what he's saying is very um, circumstantial or very strangely worded to kind of just make capitalism seem like the best thing ever. I don't know. I'd recommend checking it out just to see the other perspective. Personally, I gave it a three. <laughs> uh, I saw an amazing documentary this week as well. It's called Hail Satan? Question mark. Okay. Uh, it's it's uh, about uh, the Satanic Temple and... Uh, Lucius Graves and all those people fighting against uh, standardized religions and the Ten Commandments being displayed on different places. I thought this was very, very, very good, very, very humorous, very, very informative. If I didn't know anything about it before I saw this documentary, I would probably like it even more. But I give it an 8, and I recommend it very much. Okay, I haven't seen any other movies this week. I just saw two movies. Well, uh, I saw uh, three horror movies. Uh, Piercing from 2019, I give it uh, 8 out of 10. I Trapped the Devil, uh, uh, also a horror movie from 2019. I give it an 8, and I will pick the last one, uh, Nightmare Cinema. There was a horror movie from 2019. Maybe I had a horror movie... Uh, marathon? <laughs> kind of thing. Marathon this week, maybe? Hmm? Do you see something there from 2019? And it was shit, and I gave it 4 out of... No, 3 out of 10. Okay. But pier Piercing Look is one of those that could, uh, horror movies that I think I will recommend you. It's it's so... It's it's about this um, uh, serial, serial killer uh, that is going to order himself a, a, a prostitute to kill in his hotel room. And, um, yeah, things goes a little wrong, to say it mildly. <laughs> okay. It's a very, 
Very, very, very sweet and very, very heartwarming film about a serial killer. And I cried a little <laughs> during the movie. Yeah. Sure. Well, mm-hmm. speaking of heartwarming, let's watch a trailer for a Melissa McCarthy movie, The Kitchen. Alfonso Coretti. You girls been Okay. It's like a mob movie? Brennan. I won't bite. Claire, you're the one I have to watch out for, aren't you? Good music. Hell's Kitchen, New York City, 1978. So it's a period piece. Can't even make the rent with what they gave me last night. It's a Melissa McCarthy movie that's not a comedy, apparently, bro. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love Fleetwood match. So it's some women who go up against the mob. Is that what this is all about? That's what I'm getting. Tiffany Haddish, Elizabeth Moss. Mm. Hmm. Cool music. So what is this Oscar-nominated movie all about, Luke? Uh, between 8th Avenue and Hudson River, the Irish Mafia runs 20 blocks of tough New York City neighborhood known as Hell's Kitchen. But for mob wives Kathy, Ruby, and Claire, things are about to take a dramatic and radical turn when the FBI sends their husbands to prison. The three women must take care of business, uh, must take business into their own hands by running the rackets and taking out the competition. 5.1 out of 10 on IMDb, 20% on Rotten Tomatoes, and a 2 out of 5 on our favorite Common Sense Media. 70% of Google users enjoyed this film. Why don't you go first? Okay. Um, on the Facebook, Becky Martinez said, The movie was so completely disappointing. I love Melissa McCarthy and Tiffany Haddish, but they were awful in this movie. Uh, Monica Grace says, didn't like it, and I pretty much like everything. Melissa Car- Melissa McCarthy did a good job, along with Common. Oh, Common's in this movie. All right. Oh. Uh, but other than that, uh, wait for Redbox, which is like a DVD service here in America that I, I I've right. yeah people use. Um, Maria Dina says watched it uh, last night in Columbus, Georgia. Gr- good movie. Excellent soundtrack costumes, acting, and they did a great job of making New York City look like it did in the late 1970s. Uh, same shame, the sales aren't here. Uh, yeah. So some people liked it, some people didn't. Uh, I went to I'm the Bee again, uh, and I found uh, 3 out of 10 stars from Garcello 13. Disappointing waste of Time and talent. Melissa McCarthy deserves better than this. 
Can we stop with the fucking love for Melissa McCarthy, people? She has never ever been in one fucking good movie. Well, what is it with the Melissa McCarthy love all of all of a sudden? Uh, it was I that SNL sketch? <sighs> and so yeah. everybody loves uh, her if now. You, yeah, if you want to start off the kitchen, get the, the comic books. Sadly, the movie went downhill quickly for me. Best performance and most professional were Donan Gleason and Annabella uh, Sikora, who brought smooth believability to their characters. Basically, a comic book story that might have been better as an animated uh, film. Common and Tiffany Haddish was per, uh, partially gross and hollow in their roles. One star from Simon Phillips, 93686. Nope. Uh, uh, Melissa McCarthy and uh, Tiffany Haddish has, uh, needs to stick to comedy. The blocked and acting in this movie was terrible. The movie tries to show uh, equal rights movement from the 1970s in Hell's Kitchens, but failed terribly. And Mel, uh, Elizabeth Moss is homely to play her role too. Don't waste morning seeing this movie, stay at home, and watch Bridemaids again. I, I love how he comes with a movie. Suggestion? In, right. Yeah. Uh, it was Sean Spicer. She played Sean Spicer on SNL. Fro, remember that? When he was the uh, when he was the spokesman for Donald Trump, and so she played Sean Spicer, which was a big character, and that made her really famous because everybody hates Trump. So being somebody who made mm-hmm. fun of Trump is what made her famous, right? Other coming out this week uh, is a lot, so let's go through it. Fast. I got one here: the art of the oh. race, uh, the art of racing in the rain. Uh, Denny Swift is a Formula One race car driver who understands that the techniques needed on the racetrack can also be used to successfully navigate everyday life. Besides his career, Denny has three loves: his beautiful wife, his, their young daughter, and his best friend, which is his dog. Uh, who wants to be reincarnated into a human. Okay, talking dog movie. 44% on Rotten Tomatoes, 7.3 out of 10 on IMDb, 43% on Metacritic, and 92% of Google users like this movie. Those numbers are all over the place. Scary stories to tell in the dark. Uh, 6.6 on IMDb, 81% on Rotten Tomatoes, 3 out of 4 from Roger Ebert. 84% like this movie. In the shadows of the Bellows family have loomed large in the small town of Mill Valley for generations. It's a uh, mansion that uh, young Sarah Bellows turns her tortured life and horrible secrets into a s- series of scary stories. These uh, terrifying tales uh, have a way to becoming all too real for a group of unsuspecting teens who stumble upon Sarah's spooky home. Directed by a Norwegian, uh, uh, André Øverdal, that also made uh, the Troll Hunter and uh, uh, the very much underrated uh, The Autopsy of Jane Doe. 
All right. So Dora the Explorer is obvious. The obvious next step after those two. Mm-hmm. Right, because it's in the same genre. Yes. <laughs> or I mean, scary to- stories to tell in the dark. Sorry. <laughs> uh, because the next thing I'm going to talk about is Dora, Dora and the Lost City of Gold. Having spent much time of her life exploring the jungle, nothing could prepare Dora for her most dangerous adventure yet. High school, accompanied by a ragtag group of teens and Boots the Monkey, Dora uh, embarks on a quest to save her parents while trying to solve the seemingly impossible mystery behind a lost Incan civilization. Okay. Uh, 5.9 out of 10 on IMDb, 81% on Rotten Tomatoes, 3 out of 4 Roger from Roger Ebert, eighty-five percent like this movie, uh, directed by James Bobin. Do you want to take the last one as well? Sure, why not? Brian Banks. <coughs> the inspirational true story of Brian Banks, an all-American high school football star who finds his life upended when he wrong when he's wrongly convicted of a crime he didn't commit. Despite the lack of evidence, Banks gets railroaded through a broken justice system and sentenced to a decade in prison and probation. Uh, so this is a true story about some guy, football player it looks like from mm-hmm. the thing. Uh, 55% on Rotten Tomatoes, 6.2 out of 10 on IMDb, 50, 58% on Metacritic, 92% of Google users liked it. Directed by Tom Shadek. Shadek. So that means we have some numbers in the movie back for August. Well, we got a bunch here, don't we? So, Art of Racing in the Rain. Uh, 8 million opening weekend. Uh, okay. Brian, Brian Banks. 2 million opening weekend. We're getting lower okay. here. Uh, Dora the Explorer, which I think was going to do pretty well. 23 million. Okay. A little, actually, closer to 24, maybe. Uh, the Kitchen. 5 million. Not as good as Dora mm-hmm. there. Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark is our final one, and it made 20 million. So Dora actually did better than Scary Stories, which I didn't think would ha- I mean, they're pretty much right around 20 million, but... Right. I thought it was going to be the opposite. So that means that uh, Fast and Furious Hot Show is still my winner in that bracket? Yeah. Uh, You've got two movies left, 47 meters down, which I guess is a sequel, so that could do okay if people wanted to see a sequel, and Blinded by the Light. Yeah. Okay, so... Uh, yeah, that's all the movies. Oh, right. What what do you want to see this week? Uh, ooh. I think I have to go with uh, Scary Stories. I agree. Yeah. But uh, I, 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 I really want to see The Art of Racing in the Rain as well. Oh, really? I'm kind of want to see yeah. the kitchen just because it's got twenty percent, which makes me think it's probably pretty bad. <laughs> probably. Hey, uh, do you know that we are a part of a network? Uh, it's uh, called Pod All the Time Podcast Network. We are, and uh, there's a lot of other podcasts that are part of that network too. 
and we have nice people that are tweeting our shows and retweeting it and sharing it and being very nice to us. So thank you, guys. We have also another thing, Luke. Sorry, what? We also have another thing, Luke. We have an Audible trial. Go to audibletrial.com forward slash another digital citizen. Get a free trial of Audible for 30 days. Get a free book. And keep the book if you cancel your trial after or before 30 days, I guess. Uh, also, go to our tw- Twitter, like Fro mentioned. Go to our Facebook and go ahead and email us at anotherdigitalcitizen at gmail.com. Also, share the podcast, as we always say. Sharing is caring. Uh, do you have anything in the Jeremy section this week? Well, there was the Chris Cuomo video. I don't know if you saw that on that. It happened yesterday. No. Uh, somebody called. Uh, Chris Cuomo, a free, fr- f- what is the guy from uh, Godfather mo- movies? Fr- Frito? Frodo? That's not his name. Fredo. Fredo. There we go. Not Frodo. Fredo. Fredo yeah, from the Frodo Godfather. Was, Frodo was the Lord of the Rings. Right. I knew. Fredo. I knew it was. I was getting there. I just couldn't figure right. the vowel out. Um. Yeah. For, right. he, somebody said like he was walking down the street and somebody yelled it at him and I guess he took it as like a Italian racial stereotype and so he like started yelling at the guy and saying he was going to ruin him and and uh all this stuff uh and there's a video of it online of chris cuomo from cnn i believe right uh going totally nuts so people can check that out if you want oh i really want to see that man yeah it's, i would play it on here but it's a little too long uh Aww. it's like th- it's bad. like f- almost four minutes long uh, to really get oh. the context, otherwise we'd watch it on here right now. Um, yeah. Anything else? I got one other thing, I guess. Uh, no, I watched uh, Binging with ba- Babish, where they uh, order everything f- uh, from Harold and Kumar, White Castle order, and it was very funny. Binging, binging with ba- Babish is very funny. I guess I got a couple things. Last week we named our show The Transhumanist Green Goblin Stops Shaving. Right. And if you were to be a big enough conspiracy theorist, uh, we were talking about the transhumanist was, uh, uh, what's his name, Uh, Epstein. That's who we were talking about. Stop shaving. Hmm. (laughs) He definitely stopped shaving. I just want to say that. Um, (laughs) <laughs> the other thing I wanted to mention uh, oh my God. was oh Big my God. Big Brother, which you're not watching okay. right now, Fro, but hilarious thing. No. I, I didn't know this until yesterday, but apparently, okay, so somebody was saying some what were construed as racial slurs on the live streams. So they, at the end of, I think it was the last episode, they brought him out and they have him uh, sit down with Julie Chen and she discussed, you know, People are saying you said these racist things. What do you have to say about that, right? So he's telling her, mm-hmm. oh, th- I actually meant this. I didn't mean it like that. Um, but during this interview where she's calling him out for possibly being a racist, she used a racist racist term for Romneys, bro. <laughs> so oh, no. she used the, uh, yeah, the, if you were to say something that, like, Oh, uh, they shorted me, but it would be using the G word, the uh, the shortening right. of that. She said that in in a, in the segment where she was calling somebody out for being a racist, she used a racist racial slur, which is wow. That's it, it's is that meta? I'm not really sure. 
That is quite meta, yeah. That is very meta. <laughs> I. <laughs> oh my god, that is awful. <laughs> awful and awful and funny. Both at the same oh time, somehow, god. yeah. Yeah. Um, no Man's Sky came up with an update uh, today called No Man's Sky Beyond. And people are talking about that it's been crashing and crashing and crashing and crashing. I have a friend of mine that's very into No Man's Sky. And and she said it crashed four times and she just, like, gave up. Uh, did you hear there's rumors? I think it's actually rumors coming from the Republicans that, uh, what was it? Uh, Michelle Obama is going to run for president. <laughs> oh, that's like a oh, that, that's like oh, a that's current rumor going around that she's gonna maybe come into the debate uh, after the debates, so oh, she can avoid no. being in the debates. Can you imagine what would happen if a candidate came in right after the debates? Like that would yeah. be, I don't know. I I would see that as a very shifty way of getting into the campaign. Uh. What's her policy, though? She, she's not the politician. She's Obama's wife, right? She has absolutely no policy to work on. I, I think it's coming from the Republicans who are suggesting this. Uh, I don't know where they're getting it from, so yeah. I call bullshit. I think it's bullshit, too. Yeah. Uh, do you want to talk about what we're going to do next week? Sure, I'll go into that. Uh, let's see. Uh, news of the week. We'll probably cover uh, something to do with a uh, mass shooting, is my guess, even though we don't want to. And, uh, oh, another digital view of Good, Boy? Good Boys, because I apparently put that down f for last week instead of this week. Yeah, an R rated uh, youth movie. That's what I've heard about it. How is that even... Doesn't that go against the idea of the rating system? I know. Okay. And then we're going to talk about chemtrails. Because we've never talked about that before. Yeah. Uh, it's up in the sky. Is it a bird? Is it a plane? Is it Superman? No, it's chemtrails. It's mercury poisoning. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> poisoning. Yes. Well, yeah. Uh, it's an interesting topic. I, I I I can't wait to talk about it, uh, but yeah, uh, I like to do this every every week. I think this is our new segment. Guess what's going to be in the news? You already said uh, mass shooting. I I said that we we were probably going to talk about something controversial uh, in Norway, and I said that last week. How spooky is that? Look. Oh yeah, that's true. Mhm. Mm so. From Norway, my name is Fro, and his name is Luke. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, citizen.